Welcome everybody to another episode of Am I Trippin'? Uh, shit still fucked up out here. This shit fucked up, man. I'm going crazy. But, oh well. Let's talk about this shit. And, uh... Hey, man, I'm just going to go ahead and open up on this shit, man. And y'all just tell me if I'm tripping or not. This shit right now, man. This shit right now, I'm going to talk about this shit in two different phases, okay? I'm going to talk about the 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 money side of it. And then I'm going to talk about the product side of it. So in, in, in Lamb's time, I'm going to talk about the NCAA and the guys that, uh, that make the money. And the guys that produce the money. And we just gonna have a little small conversation about that. Alright, so uh these guys right now are trying to come up with a way to devise a a, a, a mental scheme to be able to convince everybody that we have to play football college football we have to play it there's this it's the lifeblood and it's this is that and it's this and it's that and to a certain degree i truly believe that it is i understand that you know college football and the revenue that it produces is something that's you know is it's got to be had for these uh universities and I'm going to throw this this number out because it's going to come back up in our, our, my conversation. The number 80. Just remember that number 80. All right? So, uh, you know, we got these college uh, presidents and uh, athletic directors trying to figure out, well, first of all, where we at in this uh this coronavirus type of uh, situation that we in right now. Everybody want to know where we at with that. And from there, they also figuring out how much of a risk would it take to continue the show, continue to keep the football games going, to continue to, you know, get people in the stands, buying shirts, hats, and posters, and whatever the fuck they buy at games. And that ain't counting the food and the parking and all the other good shit. All right. So this guy, this is real conversations. This is real backroom conversations. And I'm quite sure anybody understands that. No big. All right. Then it trickles down to these coaches. Now, this is where the shit get tricky. Because a lot of these coaches are the highest paid employees in the whole state. In the whole state. I started hearing about this a couple years ago, and I thought this shit was crazy, or I wasn't reading what I was reading. But you literally have some football coaches rated as the highest paid employee in a certain state. Y'all, I didn't make this shit up, I swear. You can look this shit up. And I believe you can start with your boy Saban. 
I'm willing to bet don't nobody, no one person makes that based in a salary. Now, I ain't talking about what a person might make off the books. Of course, there's some people that's going to make more money than those guys off the books. But we're talking about this a state employee. These guys, these football ball uh, coaches are ranked as the highest state employees. So there's no doubt that they got their, their I'm not going to say all of them. Because that that would be way too broad and that wouldn't be fair. So I'm not going to say all of them. But, man, we got to think that at least 60 to 75 percent of them want to get out there because they want to get their checks. Who don't want checks, especially now, even if you got the money? You can easily say, oh, well, they already got the money. That ain't how motherfuckers who get money think about it. They thinking like, shit, well, I got to have some more of that money so I can put it up because you never know. They're not thinking, well, I mean, if worse come to worse, I have enough where I can just not accept a salary, period, for one year and still do my job. When have you heard a coach ever do that? So there's no doubt if the football, if there's going to be football games paid, there's going to be football coaches paid. There's no doubt about that. Ain't not Nate one of them motherfuckers going to be on the sideline for free. Not a one. Not assistant coach. Not a defensive coach. Not nobody. Not even the special teams cat. And no, the strength man. And no, nobody will be over there, period, not collecting a check. Not a one. Not a one. I mean, and so it's a lot of people. I'm talking about of all colors, races, I mean, uh, religious groups and all types of shit. I mean, because this shit is everybody invested. Everybody invested. Just, just, just say that. Every motherfucking body invested. Everybody. Listen to what I'm saying. Every fucking body's invested. And that, as far as in that circle of people that's clamoring for us that get football back out here. There's just no two ways to think about it. And this one shit get kind of tricky because I don't think I could do this shit without keeping it all the way real. I don't like Ohio State. Ain't nobody goddamn listening to this or ain't so don't. And there's nobody that know me. No, saying don't fuck with Ohio State. They don't, they don't, they, the Ohio State being like Michael Jordan is saying. Well, whatever money Michael Jordan didn't, goddammit, saying didn't lose to fucking with Michael Jordan, he don't lost, goddammit, to Reekin and some of his other homies and shit fucking around with the Ohio State. Big shoe, niggas like that. You know, my partners, they know who they are. They know they don't, when they don't cash me out on those games and these, and these bets. So I'm talking, you know, strictly keeping it real, motherfucking real in the college that I really don't favor in any kind of way. But this is when this shit going to get kind of tricky because there are a few coaches and a few athletic directors that are steadfast in this. There's no way these kids should be on a football field 
is there's nobody else on campus. There's no way that that should happen. We have a campus of uh, 30, 40, 50, in some cases, 80 to maybe close to 100,000 kids that's on campus. And if they're not allowed to come back, why should we think that it's cool for the kids to come back? And even if you don't want to use the students, if we cannot get the 40 to 100,000 fans that usually come to the game to support the games, why should the kids be on the field? Now, Gene Smith, this is where the Ohio State connection kick in at. Gene Smith is one of the guys, athletic directors, that's saying this flat out. And it looked like he's, you know, 10 toes deep, uh, ten toes down in this shit. It sounded like he's really saying, like, no, nah, I, I, I don't see where there's any anything to talk about. If the fans can't sit in the stands, why should we put the kids on the field? If it's not safe to sit there, why would it be safe to do all the physical things it takes to play in a football game? All the hand-to-hand contact, all the face-to-face uh, uh, attraction that you get. You got to put your face in a kid's face mask down there in every tackle, and you damn sure got to touch him because you got to grab him and you got to wrap him. And you can't ask those kids to go play in goddamn aluminum foil or a ceram wrap. So when Gene Smith, and he ain't the only athletic director to feel this way, let's go on record with that. So I don't want to goddamn, you know, kiss his ass too much, you know, but just in reality, what the man is saying is, to me, is the only way you can look at it, period. I said this shit, anybody listen to the podcast, you just hear me say this shit back in March. This shit over for everything. And I don't believe that no sports should come back to there. Um, got motherfucking a, bas- a vaccine in hand, man. Until we got vaccine in hand, man, where we can handle the shit, man. It's just, I mean, we can still live without the shit, man. We all want the shit. We all want the shit, man. But, man, we can we can make it without this shit, man. Nigga, I thought, God damn it, you know, maybe, you know, buy extra sack. You know, nigga might have to, goddammit, you know, get a, a extra bottle to drink. You know, motherfucker might get to go back out to do some shit like some fishing. You know, the card games got to start jumping off again. We got to go back to the chess, t- uh, sitting out playing chess, dominoes. Come on, y'all. We don't did this shit before, man. Come on. We can do this shit, man. We don't... We're allowing their, their pres- pressure... To become our pressure. And here go to a big part. Even if football was allowed, is it guaranteed that 80,000 motherfuckers or 30,000 or 40,000 gonna still wanna goddamn take a chance on goddamn going out there and watching the game in masks? Cause they still gonna ask you to come to the motherfucker with a mask on. They still gonna ask you to come to this motherfucker with a mask on, man. Come on, man. For real, that's what we going to do. So when I hear Gene Smith say that, I'm like, man, okay. 
I hear this nigga, man. He, 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 you know, I don't always agree with him, but he said some real laugh shit, and I gotta love him for that, man. Just real talk. But then, I hear, you know, uh, from Bobby Carpenter, that these motherfuckers is getting ready to throw the kids back on the goddamn football field up here in Columbus. So they're getting ready to start practicing. If they ain't already doing this shit right now as we speak. If they ain't even doing this shit right now as we speak. Practicing, getting ready for this shit. And there ain't no way you can test all those kids and shit like now. Don't get me wrong. I'm down here in Ohio. And it, it it's not as, I mean, for as, you know, Ohio got 88 townships and counties, I believe, or some shit like that, man. So for... You know, as as vast as we are as a state, the corona ain't really hit us that hard. You know, not not no major thing. You know, Mike DeWine, I don't start opening shit back up. You know, I think shit uh, damn near be, you know, full go back uh, uh, here in May 12th. If I don't know shit, you know, jump off here anytime soon. So, I mean, it's not like it's got them in the, on, on hit like a mass plague, but it's still motherfuckers that's contracting it. We still got motherfuckers in the thousands that 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 don't unreported to have had the shit. So it ain't like we free and clear. And then we right next to Kentucky, and Kentucky still acting like you know they ain't fucking with it. They acting like they ain't you know thinking about opening up their borders. I know Michigan ain't fucking with it. I'm not for sure about Indiana, but. In West Virginia, well, I'm quite sure West Virginia, like, fuck it, we all, we we can't afford to stay down but for so long. And everybody, and all our citizens in our state understand that and understand the risk. So I would probably think out of all the states that's around Ohio as a whole, in a full circle, like, uh, uh, in thinking, West Virginia probably be the only motherfuckers that for sure be like, man, we, we, we got to go for ours. But Kentucky... Indiana, I'm not for sure of still. Ohio, Michigan. I mean, I just, I mean, football, these coaches and these athletic directors that are thinking that we got to get our money and, and, and there's no other way to think about this shit, you know. They're already got a full go on this shit. So when I say the shit get tricky is how is Gene Smith going to be able to look at everybody that's ready for Ohio State football to get in gear and say, we're not doing shit because there's empty stands all around this motherfucker. And if it ain't safe for people to come into the suit and sit down, it's 100,000 motherfuckers that can get into the suit. 100,000. More than that. And so let me hit it with you with this. 100,000 plus just like the big house in Michigan. So believe me, if Gene Smith is saying, if, if we can't fill this motherfucker up with people able to enjoy the game in a safe environment, how can we goddamn ask for these goddamn kids to go back out there on the field? And I believe that that's going to become a big thing within his own university. I believe that, I mean, I've seen Gene Smith survive some hell of a shit, some hell of a scandals down here in Ohio. I mean, and he still keep his job. So either he know where the bodies is buried 
or he he's so good at his job that it's kind of hard to goddamn deny deny him because they ain't always been super successful. The football team had them, you know, but he also part of the basketball team and everything else. You know, the girls' basketball sports, you know, all the spring sports and shit like that. Ohio, Ohio State represent, man. Don't, don't get Just because I dislike Ohio State, don't nobody get it twisted. Some of the best athletes in the world come from this motherfucker. Ain't no doubt about that. And it, it's been like that for a long, 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 long time. So don't nobody from my from the gym or up here in the natty or nowhere else that's hearing this act like I'm sitting on our city because it it, it, it would never be that. I just dislike some of the things that uh, personal friends of mine that have either attended Ohio State or uh, had opportunities that they weren't allowed to actually pursue because Ohio State for a long time didn't fuck with Ohio kids. You know, and if you think I'm tripping, you know, all the old school Ohio State fans know exactly what I'm talking about. So, now, want to go to another phase of this shit. Stick with me. So now, when these, the 80 word, back to the 80 thing. The reason why I wanted some of this hard push, another reason for this hard push to get these kids back on the field is this. They're saying that every Power 5 conference, every Power 5 conference school is scheduled to lose $80 million plus dollars for not having football. And that $80 million is the money that's generated to can pretty much run all sports, probably got them helping the debate team get got them to where they need to go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the science club, you know what I'm saying? They probably, you know, their money probably tied up into that shit. The cheerleaders and their uh, the cheerleading competitions that they might be involved in, you know, anything that the soccer, the lacrosse, all of that shit. All of that shit. And probably some other little shit that we probably ain't even got them, you know, aware of. From one sport. So just imagine, just stick with me, y'all. Just stick with me now on this shit. They saying football do all of that. But they charging prices to go to the, the wrestling events. The girl, the female, the basketball events. The softball, the baseball. You know what I'm saying? The soccer. All of you, you can't go to no games for free. You got to pay to get in there. So that's revenue. That's revenue. Where does that money go to? Who touched that money? See, I'm saying all that to say that these motherfucking schools can afford to goddamn go one year without this football, y'all. That's what I'm saying. Stay with me now. Stay with me. Because they went already said football generate 80 plus million dollars. So that's enough to fund every goddamn thing. And that's from one entity. That ain't counting goddamn tuition and everything else that you motherfuckers get that come through. And then that ain't counting goddamn t-shirt sales and goddamn book sales and everything else. Y'all don't let these motherfuckers fool y'all. They can afford to go without this shit, man. 
This is some bullshit that they trying to sell. Stay with me now. Stay with me. They're trying to sell us on this bullshit that they cannot do without it. And schools are going to close. It's a goddamn lie. You motherfuckers been collecting them. What about all the money y'all been collecting for the last 10 years just on parking? Just on parking. Where is that money? Y'all not paying the students. The students are paying y'all to go. Y'all not playing the players. So all this money, man, that y'all crying that y'all going to lose out of that, man. Where's all that money been going before the corona? Where all that shit going? And yeah, y'all y'all pay for y'all, uh, you know, big boy uh, uh, coaches or whatever. But even if uh, if y'all pay top dollar to all your coaches, which you don't, which you don't, only a few of uh, schools really paying top dollar. But just say if every all the coaches that coach any sports got top dollar, that still ain't got them. You know, saying, you know that where's that? How what is that number? Open. Let's open up the books. What is that number? Because we already said football co contributes 80 plus million. So where's the other money at? Let's open up these goddamn books, man. Especially if you're going to tell me that you motherfuckers can't survive one year without this shit. Let's open up the books, man. Prove it. Prove it. Because you're getting them there 100. And a lot of schools is getting over 100 million for their they programs. And that's just the power fives, man. That's just the power fives. And that is talking about the 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 the, the teams that ain't sitting the power fives is still getting 80 million. The teams that ain't even successful. The teams that are usually getting their ass whooped. The wake forces. You uh the guy down here, the Rutgers and motherfucking schools like that that's really don't never get, find a way to win. They still part of that five, that Power 5 conference that's generating 80 million. See, that's why all these schools, goddamn it, was rushing to these goddamn Power 5s anyway 10 years ago. That's why they was goddamn breaking allegiances then because that's how much money just being a part of these motherfuckers was guaranteed you for your school to make. So go miss me with this bullshit that you're going to lose so goddamn much. Because you motherfuckers ain't going to lose a goddamn dime. You might have to throw back in some. Well, guess what? You got to recop. And any motherfucker hustler that understands this word when I say recop, because you already know what that means. You, you see the money that you got, but you ain't got no more product. What you got to do? Got to go recop. Got to go throw something in. I got to go take some of this money and throw it throw it back in so I can get some more back out. This city ain't nothing but I, I'm, I'm breaking down hustle to you guys. I'm breaking down hustle. It's the hustler's uh, uh, mentality. That's what these motherfuckers is doing. They hustling. Now let's talk about the product. Because all good hustlers got a damn good product. NCAA's product is these kids, man. These NCAA's product is these kids, no doubt about it. No, it, 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 we ain't going to sit there and act like we ain't aware of that. So I'm going to tell you what these motherfuckers is going to do, man. 
right before I get to this product man, thing, I want to I want to break this down too, man. This is so deep, man. I got to get to this shit, man. You know what these power five motherfuckers is about to do, man. I'm gonna tell you what these motherfuckers is about to do. If they can't have their way in football kicking gear, these motherfuckers is going on the down low try to create a 25-team league, which would then become semi-pro football. Listen to me, y'all. Stay with me. These motherfuckers are going to these these 25 schools are gonna say fuck the NCAA for this year. We still gonna wanna play and they gonna figure out a way to play each other and crown a self champion. And th- once they do that, that shit don't even become college football no more. It becomes semi pro football. Semi pro football. The same shit that the XFL just did. The same shit that the AAFL or whatever the fuck they name was just did. Uh, Europe football did. God damn it, the CFL that they doing right now. The Canadian football. Well, I, can't, I, I, I won't disrespect the Canadian football league. It's got way longer roots than that. But that's what they trying to do. And guess what? If they create this, if they create this semi-pro football it's going to do better than anything that any of those other leagues even remotely thought about doing. Because these motherfuckers already come with a real live fan base. And once they trick the public into saying, fuck it, let them 25 teams just go ahead and play. They the, they the big teams anyway. Those are all the schools we give a fuck about anyway. Once motherfuckers buy that ticket, now we have semi-pro football that's separated from the NCAA, which means the NCAA, in all in all words, is pretty much dead. Stay with me, y'all. And the name of this podcast is "Am I Tripping?" So you can only st- you can only let me know if I'm tripping or not. But stay with me. Now let's go to the product because the product. Is important. So now we got these kids, man, that are y'all convincing that they should come back and play football. Come on back and play football. Right now, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get you guys ready and we're going to find a way to get y'all in some games. Now, the way that they trying to, you know, throw this shit at the, uh, well, they ain't probably even talking to the kids about this, but the shit that they throwing out of here is we're going to have y'all play game. If, if we can't get the season during the regular season, and we can't get started back up. We're going to try to start this shit back up near Christmas or January. Have y'all play into goddamn it March, crown a champion, and then come back in June and start the season all over again. That's what they're selling, y'all. They're selling that they want to get 30 games out of these kids in one year. Now, they won't get it out of all the kids because all the kids ain't top flight kids. So the top black kids are still end up going to the draft, doing what they do and moving on. But the other kids that are freshmen, sophomores and juniors that are not able to make that leap, they're going to ask those kids to play over 30 games in one year. But and that's a cold blooded motherfucking way to treat free goddamn labor. That's a cold blooded way 
the tree free labor. That's like, that, that's saying, I need you guys to do double of what y'all usually do in one year. I need it. I need it twice this year. I need it twice this year. I already worked the shit out of you and y'all motherfuckers now. But I'm going to have to cut into y'all motherfucking goddamn personal time and everything else. You guys, we're going to have to work y'all harder this time. That's what they telling the motherfucking product. But you know what? What you mother, what these motherfuckers didn't goddamn it, you know, throw in. They, they, what they didn't when come up in their mind. What hasn't, you know, surfaced in their thought process yet is this thought. What did these young niggas say? It's enough of this shit. We don't, we will play after you motherfuckers pay. Because right now, the only motherfuckers that's involved in this whole speech that I've just gave that won't be getting paid anything is the players. If they throw the shit on TV, the motherfuckers that's going to talk about the shit in an empty-ass stadium, they going to find a way to still get them a check. Even the motherfucking cameraman that's got them going to be cameraman in an empty-ass stadium, they still going to find a way to get him a check. The motherfucker on the field that's got them working, the goddamn first down markers, he going to find a way to get him a check. Everybody going to get a check, but besides those kids, if I'm an NCAA football player right now, this is what I'm doing. I'm letting motherfuckers know right now, I don't give a fuck what plans you motherfuckers are making for us. And I'm saying it not for me, because if you said it for me, it don't go nowhere. But if you say it for us as a team, if these ball players right now rise the fuck up and say the pimping ain't easy, and now it's time for you hoes to pay y'all tax, if they got them a rise up right now, they can smash this fake-ass amateurism shit that they've been selling for so goddamn long. Now is the time for these kids to smash that shit. Smash that shit. Smash that shit for all the motherfucking OGs that from the 60s that had to go through the shit. The 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early teens in the 2000s, and all the way now. Y'all youngsters got a chance to smash this shit, and I pray y'all do. I pray you young motherfuckers say, I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about. This football team ain't paying until every one of us get paid. All the way to the motherfuckers who ain't even goddamn gonna hit the field this year. Everybody got to get paid. And, and I ain't talking about that likeness bullshit. No. The school going to pay us. We want to we, we want the money that got them, that go through parking. Let's get let's give us the parking money. Let's give us that. Let's give us that shit. Don't play no fucking football unless they give us give you young motherfuckers at least that. Don't Welcome everybody to a uh... Part two, uh, you lightweight just going off on the NCAA shit. Uh, you know, like I was saying before the uh, the last part uh, on part one, I just feel like now's the time. And 
and what I mean now is the time. I mean now is the time for these student athletes to go on ahead and get their money. It's time for them to be able to say, for them to literally look at these athletic directors and these school presidents and say, not this time. I, I mean, you guys have made more money, you know, off of guys like me. It, it's not even a, a white and black thing because it's they getting the same. They're getting the same work off those same white kids as they getting off the black kids. So I don't. I, I, it's beyond a white and black thing or a black thing. It's just a, a a kids thing. You guys, those colleges just literally are making entirely too much money off these kids not to offer them anything. You know, and the other podcasts that kind of went through some of the different types of uh, revenue streams that go through these colleges, man. And I'm just wondering, why isn't it that if the football team is so important to the overall function of the university, then why, why at this point, at this particular point, with this within the coronavirus spreading like it is, why at this point do you actually say to your younger citizens, go sacrifice maybe bringing a disease that you will not carry to kill yourself necessarily, but you might carry that might kill your grandmother, your grandfather, your auntie, or somebody else that's significant in your family, your child, your loved one. I mean, this shit is hitting in all age brackets. Now, I know they say some brackets are more susceptible to the shit than others. But in reality, every, I mean, I ain't heard no age limit that it ain't touched. You know, so I'm just saying, when... When did they think that it, you know, it was cool for them to come and tell to these kids and literally talk to them in a fashion that you're trying to convince them that their servitude, which it will be free, is so important to the livelihood of so many others that they don't deserve a dime for it, not a penny for it, not a penny for it. Not a penny. This is wrong, y'all. And I pray that these young men see it for what it's worth. And they and they admit and see themselves that this is wrong. And that they're being used in a very uncommon fashion. It's bad enough you try to use me and you're using these kids, you know, when this shit, corona ain't around. But, man, come on, man. It's a goddamn real live virus around here. And if you don't want to, if the fans can't come and cheer because you're too scared about them contracting it, then why wouldn't you care about the kids? I'm just saying, why? when does the kids ever come into your thought process of saying that this shit just ain't right? We can't do this. We can't do this. So I pray myself. I would like to see them kids say, fuck that. I'm not going to let y'all, I'm not going to take that type of chance. Be it because you're not paying me to take this type of life and death chance, or just I don't feel comfortable in doing it. And like I said, man, we all love football and, and all the sports and shit like that, but that shit ain't everything, man. We can make it without that shit. 
And we all know we can. Will we like it? Do we, you know, do we want that part of passion and, you know, seeing other guys, you know what I'm saying, being able to see it in the team uh, atmosphere or even in a single competition or whatever. We we are a country that's, that is in love with competition. And that's cool, fine, and dandy. But at what cost, though? At what cost? I mean, damn, it, it, it's after a while, I mean, there's rules in all of this shit, man. And it just seemed like the rules on this just seemed like they totally getting bypassed, man. We shouldn't be asking our kids 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, 22 years old, 23 years old. We shouldn't be asking those kids, man, to go out here and be responsible for doing this type of shit for, <clears throat> for others without getting anything. Without getting anything. And I just say, fuck that. That shit ain't right, man. That shit is not right at all, man. That shit ain't right at all. And for these kids that, you know, for these universities that do find a way to get these kids on the football field, if you motherfuckers just, I mean, y'all can just get the kids the parking money. Not the money from, you know, from that you're going to get from TV. Not the money that you're going to get from, goddamn it, you know, admissions. Just give us, give the kids the parking money. Let the kids split the parking money that you motherfuckers just goddamn it getting. Give them something, man. Give them something, man. This, this, this shit ain't right, man. And I can't believe that other motherfuckers is not goddamn blowing up about this shit, man. This shit ain't right, man. This, this the whole concept of it, man. The thought process of it. It just, the shit just sound. I mean, you don't want motherfuckers running around talking about slavery and motherfuckers, goddamn, you know, using uh, using people like cattle. If you if you don't want to, you know, be labeled in that type of fashion, then why are we thinking this type of way? Why? Why are we thinking this type of way about this shit? Why? I mean, here go the killer part. If worse come to worse, if everybody's suspended it for one full year. And started up exactly, exactly during their next season. We'll get a chance to at least know where in the fuck we're dealing with. And if we got to bypass that season, so be it. Man, I'm hating this shit. Don't get me wrong, man. I hate this shit. I hate this shit. I'm the type of motherfucker that stay watching ESPN and games all the way and goddamn until I fall out. And it's been like that for years for me. So I hate this shit. But this shit ain't worth, you know what I'm saying, seeing motherfuckers possibly goddamn and dying about it. I, I ain't signing up to go to the old Roman uh, 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 stadiums and sit and watch motherfuckers goddamn and fight to the death and all that old shit. I, I, I ain't cool with that. I ain't cool with that. I don't think, I know I wouldn't sign up to watch a motherfucker goddamn and get in the fight to another motherfucker just die. I mean, it's a lot of shit that I, I'm into watching on TV and watching in general, but I wouldn't be into watching no shit like that. And I wouldn't want to be watching nobody play football and goddamn it know two days later they, they died or somebody that's close to them died because of this shit that we know all know is out here. We all know this shit is out here. So it ain't no motherfucker. It is. There's no second guessing this shit, man. Do the right thing, NCAA. God damn it, you know. 
it, it, I mean, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I agree with a lot of shit that Mark Emery don't did for us, you know, this NCAA shit and for us in his tenure. I mean, a lot of shit dude don't fucked up on. I mean, a ton of shit. But even dudes, you know, holding his ground 10 toes down about this shit, man. He's saying flat out, man, if the, if the fans, if it ain't good for the fans, I there ain't no way that we should even be talking about incorporating kids, man. There's just no way that we should be incorporating that, even that thought about this shit, man. You know, where, where are the scruples and morals that of motherfuckers at, man? I mean, I get it. We live in, in America, and America's a purse-first country. I get it. You do need to have your money to be in this motherfucker. I understand that. But at what cost, though? At the cost of sending a kid to a goddamn situation where he might infect himself or even his family? The, the money's that important? I'm serious. I mean, we got to ask ourselves. Anybody that's trying to get these kids out here on this goddamn field. We got to ask yourself, is really the money that important? Is it? And I don't, and, and like I said in the other podcast, man, you guys have collected so many years of goddamn it, parking fee money. And all, you say the football team covered damn near everything. So you, where's the money that you charge for, for people to goddamn to buy and, and go to all the other sports, sporting events? Where they gate money at? You know, where they park your money at? Where they t-shirts and, 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 and memorabilia sales at? I mean, you motherfuckers got some money, man. Open up the books, man. Open up the books. If y'all broke like that, man, open up the books so we can find out who been stealing the money. Because everybody been getting paid. Everybody been getting motherfucking paid, man. So it's time we got them either... Do the right thing or open up the book so we can see why you want to put motherfuckers in life and death jeopardy. Because this shit just don't sound right. It don't sound right and it damn sure don't seem fair. And I mean, you know, it's some, we got to call motherfuckers to the carpet about this, man. We have to. We got to call you to the carpet about this shit. You know, flat out, man. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. I understand all of that. I, big Wu-Tang fan. I understand what the value of cream is. We're not even looking at it like that. I'm not even trying to go there with that, man. But there's no way that you can avoid it. This shit got cream written all over it, man. She got cream written all over it. And and just, man, God damn, man. You know, you, you, you want motherfuckers from other countries to view this country, man, at, in a certain light, man. And for, for I mean, don't no other country put this, their, this much value on sports like America do, man. And if we do this, man, if we really do this to these kids, man, and and even to these professionals, man, I I'm, I feel this way about the professional sports, 
man, if we do this to these teams, man, and to these uh to these individuals, man, and put all, all that they love also in jeopardy, man, all for us, for somebody to get back, sit back and get rich. I don't know, man. I mean, this is the shit that other countries talk about when they talk about America, man, and that fake democracy shit that we always scream. Other countries hate us. One of the main reasons other countries hate us is because of democracy, man. And I'm all favor for it when it's real and when it's goddamn actually being applied. But when it's just used as goddamn it, you know, a fanboy word or as something, you know what I'm saying, you know, as a shield for other shit to be hidden from behind it. I just, I just don't think that shit cool, man. And fuck it, man. Somebody got to, you know, be willing to call this shit out, man. You know, I, I'm a sports fan. I ain't no political motherfucker for real. You know, so my whole avenue and my whole viewpoint about anything and everything I'm talking about is strictly sports-based, man. And I just believe, man, if you guys gonna goddamn do this to these goddamn kids, you motherfuckers better not send them out there for free. Better not, man. And they better not accept it. Now's the time for them literally to be able to look at look you motherfuckers in the eye and say, man, no motherfucking play for if you ain't gonna pay. If you ain't gonna pay us, man, then we ain't gonna play. Now's the time, man. They might not never ever get a better chance than this to goddamn and say fuck this man if you motherfuckers goddamn think we gonna go out there and put everything that we love on the motherfucking line for these goddamn for a a, a, a meat for meals a tuition and some books if you think that that's all our family that we are we love is worth and that's all we worth then you motherfuckers got another thing coming y'all got a whole y'all got life so fucked up and I hope these young motherfuckers put it to them just like that, man. Y'all got life fucked up. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Not for free. Not for free. Not for motherfucking free. And it's, and it's, it's time for motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, just, you know, say that shit loud and say it proud, man. Don't send them kids out there for free now, man. I'm, like I said, I'm all in favor of not even sending them out. You know, quit faking like you're going to go motherfucking booty ass broke. You know what I'm saying? If you don't play one year. And I, I'm not buying that. Most of you motherfucking universities have been open for goddamn years, hundreds of years. And damn so decades. Decades. So, you know, you motherfuckers been cashing out for a long goddamn time, man. And cashing out on football especially. So for, uh, you know, this to be an all or nothing year because we can't have football where motherfuckers' lives got to be put in danger about it? No, I don't see it. I don't see it, not one little bit. I think it's a whole bunch of disguise. I think it's a whole bunch of false facing. I think it's a whole bunch of bullshit. It is. It's just a whole bunch of bullshit, man. And... You know, I just pray that, you know, we, we, we find some, you know, some level-minded motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, to be able to, you know, call 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 shots on this shit. And this is another perfect example of how the NCAA ain't got no teeth in their mouth, man. NCAA, man, I swear they need to go buy them some dentures or something, man, because they ain't got no teeth in their mouth, man. These motherfuckers ain't got no teeth in their mouth, man. Literally, schools are saying flat out, 
Mark Emery, we don't give a fuck you, what your view is. We're going to start. We're going to start. If our motherfucking goddamn, uh, if our borders are open, we're going to start. And we're going to find some motherfuckers that's going to want to start with us. And we're going to play our games. And if they call it NCAA football, then that's what they call it. If they call it, goddamn it, the, the Rebels don't give a fuck league. That's what we'll call it. But it's time for everybody to see in reality, you don't call the shots for all the teams in college football. You don't call the shot for none of the goddamn teams in some of these states. You know what I'm saying? That where football is king. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you represent a strong motherfucking uh, shield, a strong label, but strong logo. But in reality, you know what I'm saying? That's all it is. That's all it is. A logo. Because the NCAA ain't got no teeth in his mouth, man. Especially when it, when it comes to dealing with anything besides punishing kids. You know, when it comes to punishing kids, them motherfuckers bite the shit out of one of them kids. They snap a hole in the kid's ass. I mean, for some of the pettiest shit in the goddamn world. They bite the, they rip a kid a new asshole if they get a chance to. A kid. Coaches, shit, a coach that look at the NCAA in the heartbeat and say, fuck you. And make them spend three years, three to four years of proving why they won't. Uh, this guy up out the goddamn paint, you know what I'm saying, and what his motherfucking school violations was, and this, this, and this, and that, and sometimes it means something, and then you can go ask motherfucking Florida and Kansas and, and North Carolina, sometimes that shit don't mean a goddamn thing, flat out. So, the only motherfucking thing that the NCAA actually does you know what I'm saying, far as enforcing anything, is the enforcement that they put on the kids, man. Anything else and everybody else laughing at you motherfuckers and literally, telling, literally looking at you like I wish you would knock on my door with anything to say. They treat the motherfucking NCAA like people treat Jehovah's Witnesses. Get some bullshit. Get some bullshit. So, you know, I, I think as a collection, all the, you know, people, you know what I'm saying, that's got, uh, it's got a strong sense of consciousness, man. And, you know, uh, based in what's right and what's wrong. Because here go the killer bar. Like I said, man, I don't believe everybody that's in making these decisions are uh, looking at this shit in a slave mentality motherfucking process or nothing. I just believe that they got so much tied up into the shit, they goddamn self. And they might not want to take a self-evaluation and act, you know, how long they've been making money off these kids for free to actually say to themselves, damn, I, I, I might not be able to goddamn sign no checks this year off those kids. As a coach that's making $6 million, $4 million, $8 million, $3 million, $2 million. You ain't going to make it this year off the kid for playing for free this year. Is that really going to bother you? Is that really going to fuck up your life? Because if it does, that means you placed it way too much of your motherfucking future uh, earnings on getting away 
we're making motherfuckers play a sport for free. And if you never thought or you ever thought that that shit was wrong in any kind of way, now is the time for you to go ahead and, you know, side with the kid. I would have more respect if we had more fun coaches that just come out and say, before we do this to these kids, man, we, we should make sure that they all got motherfucking good motherfucking insurance. You know what I'm saying? And it sure, goddammit, you know, certain members of their family or better yet, man, let's just make sure everybody, every kid this year, goddammit, get 250000 man. Every kid. Every kid. I and, and it's a lot of kids that's out there. So what? It ain't eighty. It ain't eighty million dollars worth of kids out there. It ain't eighty million dollars worth of kids out there. So every, give every goddamn body, everybody, two hundred fifty thousand, man, all the way down from, to the punter and everybody, man. Give them all, man. Take care of everybody. Take care of everybody. Take care of everybody. If you do this, I mean, even if you don't want to do it for the next season, if they find a virus, you know. For this corona shit and shit go back to normal. For this year here, man, to act, to literally look at a kid in his face and literally talk to him in a convincing like manner to go out here and put his livelihood and his livelihoods of the ones that he loved in danger so other people can make money is some bullshit. And I just, I just, you know, I'm. I'm saying this 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 whole podcast is really trying to goddamn reach out to motherfucking souls, man. And they goddamn it, you know, they sense of what's right and what's wrong, man. Where your dignity, man, where your character at in in this matter here, man. Where are you really at with this shit, man? Does does cream actually really rule everything around you and everything that you do when it comes down to caring about others? I mean, come on, man. I mean, we got to call them on this, y'all. We we got to, man. This ain't right. This ain't right, and we got to call them on it. And I like I, I've said it once, and I said it twice, and I'm going to say it again. I pray that those kids refuse to go out there on no fucking fields without being paid. And here go the last little caveat for all of this shit. I believe that the good ball players, the real good ball players, I don't even believe they're gonna play period this year. The Trevor Lawrence's and kids like that, that you know, uh, I I don't know the Justin Fields kid, he might slide out there. They might get in his ear real good in Ohio State and slip him some paper. You know what I'm saying? So he might slide on up out there. You know what I'm saying? Because he ain't he ain't gonna be the number one pick. He, he won't even be the number two pick. But there ain't no doubt in nobody's mind who the number motherfucking one pick this year is coming out when the NFL got them and pick him again. The number motherfucker coming off the board next year is Sunshine. Old Trevor Lawrence from uh, Clemson. Ain't no doubt about that. And I can literally see dude telling them motherfuckers, you know what, man? This shit is so fucked up. And this offensive line ain't had no time really to jail. We got a, a a sophomore that's stepping in who didn't really play a lot last year. You know, and some other enough fuckers who, you know what I'm saying, got to fill in the areas and shit like this. I can't do nothing but end up getting hurt or my motherfucking numbers go down worse than what they should be 
far as a motherfucker that knows he goddamn it gonna be the number one pick next year. I can see dude saying, fuck that, I'm done. Sir, just just like that. And I believe there's some other dudes on some other teams that'll be looking at the shit the same way. Like, man, I'm done. I'm done with this shit. Done with this shit. I'll wait till the motherfucking NFL goddamn it silo it up again in Cleveland and go on ahead and take my crack at the draft next year. And I'll watch the shit on TV like everybody else. Shit, they wasn't going to pay us nothing anyway. So, shit, I, man, I might as well get ready to hook up with me an agent and shit. And, you know, let him go ahead and spot a nigga a couple hundred thousand or whatever until I go ahead and put ink the pad and shit and go ahead and live my life. Because that's what's usually jump off any goddamn way. And this shit, man, is just on trickle down, man, so bad, man. We just don't know what to think about this shit, man. What I do know one thing for sure and two things for certain. It's going to be a lot of motherfuckers who already got real motherfucking guaranteed checks that they know they can cash in on. I can see them literally saying that we don't do this shit like, a, like we would regularly do in regular rotation. I'm not, I don't think I'm going out there with no motherfucking offensive line that ain't had number two weeks to practice, and now we got to go play real football. I don't think I'm going to do that. If I'm Trevor Lawrence or some of these other guys, that, you know what I'm saying, stats already got them, you know, set apart from their competition to the certain degree where they know their first round or second, or second round material. Those guaranteed checks, man, coming in another... 10 months, 12 months. Kids ain't about to go jack that out. Kids ain't about to go jack that out. The same way I say, I, I continue to say, you know, to anybody that's willing to listen, ain't the, the NBA ain't coming back because you're not going to ask those young niggas, they got them to go to the joint and play ball. Them niggas ain't going to the joint to play ball, and that's virtually what you would be doing. Anybody that been in the joint know that, goddammit, if you got your, your own motherfucking cell, you goddammit going from your cell, you go right on out there to the yard, you go you get in the game, y'all play until the game is over with, and then once that's over with, you go right back to your cell. Wait till you goddammit, you know, they do the little head count shit and everything, and then you go eat. How much different is that shit they talk that the plans that they setting up right now is gonna be different from that? They talking about telling guys that you, you gotta be locked in. You're gonna be locked in this motherfucking bubble. You know what I'm saying? And the bubble gonna consist of only you and maybe a uh, 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 one or two of your friends, loved ones, or family members. And y'all literally gonna be in a goddamn room for 90 days. Ain't no motherfucker, young motherfucker about to play no basketball like that. Ain't no young motherfucker about to go play no basketball like that. That's playing ball in the joint. That's playing ball in the joint. And them young niggas ain't about to go play ball in the joint. They not. Ain't no, so it, it's not coming back. It's not coming back. You know, so, you know, the name of the podcast is Am I Tripping? And don't get me wrong, I know I be saying some strong shit sometimes, so a lot of people might think, oh, man, Shane, you tripping. But I don't know about this one, though, man. I think Shane right on, 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 on the one on this one, man. I really do. I think I'm on the one with this one, man. So uh, if we get some chance, if we get a chance, man, you know, 
check this check this pod check this check this episode out man and 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 these looked uh one and one and two parts man you know more than maybe anything on drop man just check this shit out man uh, this shit man definitely needed to be discussed man and it definitely needs to be highlighted man and you know i believe as a whole you know it's enough conscious good conscious good you know positive thinking people man that care about not only you know what I'm saying, themselves, but care about other people, man. Not even people that they necessarily know, man. You know, I don't have to necessarily, I don't know none of these motherfuckers I'm trying to defend and speak up for. I don't know. But I'm ready to, I mean, as you hear, I got deep down passion for them, man. I'm ready to ride for them. And I pray that, you know what I'm saying, we get some people that's on listen to the podcast that really wouldn't feel the same way about riding for these kids, man. Somebody got to ride for them, man. They ain't never got no representation, man. And none of these motherfucking rooms where all these decisions are being made about them. You know what I'm saying? And it and motherfuckers tell you that they're making the decisions for them. Well, how in the fuck you making decisions for these kids and ain't nobody representing them really? Besides an athletic director or a president. And they showing you what they give a fuck about the kid right now. So, uh, you know, to everybody out there, to all the mothers, this is a Mother's Day. So I want to say mother, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. To all the mothers, God bless y'all all. You know, may you continue to continue to be the queens that you are, and may and may everybody, you know, what I'm saying, treat you as such. And uh, with that, I'm about to pull on out, man. God bless everybody. Thank you for listening. S see you again. Welcome everybody. To another episode of Am I Tripping? It's a beautiful day where I'm at. You know, shit still fucked up. Corona shit got life fucked up still, but gotta say this God is good, man. You know, motherfucker able still to, you know, breathe, walk around, you know, still have live some form of a life. Even though a big part of your life is cut out, you know. So, this is where we at with this shit. Uh, earlier, uh, ESPN, earlier this week, ESPN put out their whole list of uh, the top 74 ball players. I mean, if you ask me, I think the list is trash. Truly trash. Not enough respect given to guys who really put work in. You know, seem like a lot of people a little bit more or less prisoner of the moment, especially with some of the rating that some of these guys got. And you raking them over guys that played, you know, both sides of the court, guys that played in tougher, you know, era, in my opinion. And guys that, you know, point for point can still give you what that other guy give you. But in a lot of times, they were still able to give you something else. Not just, you know, one-sided. You know, and I know people, you know, might think I'm tripping about this or not. But I'm real big about motherfuckers playing both sides of the court, man. I just, I'm just saying. I'm real big about that, man. I'm real big about that. And I like to see guys that's out there playing with pride 
And I don't think that you really, I think you show your skill when you doing what you do on the offensive side. I think you show your pride when you do what you do on the defensive side. And that's one of my biggest knocks against pretty much 80, 80 to 85, 80 to 85 percent of the NBA. Probably a little bit more than that, but at least at least that. And that's way too much, man. And that's why I kind of feel like this league is where it's at, kind of, you know, on the watered down version, man. Because you just don't, you just don't have play like this. They don't even have defensive specialists in the games no more. And the motherfucker want to know, well, what's a defensive specialist? A defensive specialist is somebody that you can throw on somebody else's best man and at least make that man earn and work hard for his points. Opposed to having a guy out there that don't care nothing about his defense and you only got him out there because he a score. And what happened if he ain't scoring tonight? And that's what you usually see in the NBA. If a guy ain't really scoring tonight, he ain't really making no hell of an impact in the game. And that's the part that really bothers me about today's game. And I don't give a fuck at most of my young cats because I got plenty of young cats to listen to that. This you know, shout out to my homies, uh, the wise guys, Trey, Big C. You know, love y'all, but I mean, you know, I don't even know what they take is on this, so I can't speak for them. But speaking for myself, man, I just, I got issues with that, man. I, you know, I just that that ain't gonna never satisfy me with a ball player. How good you can score. You know, I've seen I've seen Allen Iverson, goddamn, a uh, scoring machine. Still try to play defense, give a le- legitimate effort. Lead led the league in steals two two of the uh, years that he uh, uh, played in the in the league. Two of those years might even be three, but I know for sure he led the league in steals twice. I mean, and he by far I, I don't think Allen Iverson ever played at more than one hundred and sixty pounds, one hundred and fifty pounds at max. You know, I mean, shit, I used to see motherfucker Muggsy Bogues make a motherfucker, goddamn it, you know, grind his way all the way up the motherfucking court. You know what I'm saying? Robert Pack, Michael Adams, you know, shit. I mean, at one time, even Mark Price was a damn good, decent uh, defender. And for everybody that's looking at the Jordan documentaries and watching how Craig Elo keep on taking that abuse, don't sit on Elo. Elo was a damn good defender. You know that you got to give more props to Mike and his shot than the fact that dude he was who he was shooting over. Dude literally used to go out there and try his best to try to stop Michael Jordan. At least try. I don't think that in today's game, man. I don't the way James Harden do what he do. No, no disrespect to Steph or KD. Some of these guys, the way that they how the ease at these guys. Uh, scoring the way that they score nowadays, man, it just it's just bothering, man. It's almost to the point where, you know, the league on the, the guys is playing at their mercy to the fact where they're not trying at all to and and throw they uh, force or put any type of defense uh, uh thought in in none of these guys' minds about you know I'm gonna at least make it hard for you. No, that ain't that ain't even the point at all. That ain't, I don't even think that come up in guys' mind. What I mean when you at the mercy of these guys, if only defense you playing is hoping that they miss. That's it. When that's when when you have came to that conclusion, 
without even trying to really play some real, I'm going to make you grind all the way up the court. I'm going to deny the ball. I'm going to try to deny the ball so you don't get the ball as easy. I'm just going to try to put some wear and tear into your legs. You know, defense, a lot of good defense starts with, you know what I'm saying, before a man even touched the ball. The denial. These guys don't deny nobody the ball. Man, guys virtually walk to the ball, man. Walk, hand out, get the ball, man. It's none of none of that shit, man, where even the inbounds passes are, you know what I'm saying, you know, challenging in any kind of way. You know how I many games I've seen lost cause motherfuckers couldn't get the ball in? Man, that ain't even an issue nowadays, man. Unless they, unless you get a timeout in the last second or two, you know what I'm saying, at half court there, you see a motherfucker try to bust their ass then. But I'm talking about picking the man up because you damn. Picking and not letting him goddamn just dribble his way all the way up to court and all that old shit. So I'm looking at the list, man. And like I said, the list to me is trash. But... I do say this, the top seven guys I agree with. I agree with, you know, I mean, LeBron's still playing. And I still think LeBron's the better player. But by far, Michael Jordan's the coldest, I mean, by far the winningest guy, you know, that we've seen, that I've seen. I'm 47. In my life, Michael Jordan's the winningest motherfucker. And I hate to say that because I'm I, anybody that know me know that I fuck Michael Jordan. I'm not the fanboy. I'm not the, with the bandwagon and all that shit. I was against Michael Jordan his whole fucking career, even at North Carolina. I, I, I the motherfucker hit that shot in '82, and my man in the ACC was Lynn Bias. So I've always been against Michael Jordan. Fuck it. That's just who I am. And no disrespect to Michael Jordan, he don't made it a hard life. He don't made my fandom hard. Because he don't put it in my life many a motherfucking times. So, when I say I don't disagree with the list, I still think LeBron's a better player. But if you got Mike rated higher than him, one and two, motherfucker can't really fight with that. I, I'm I, I'm satisfied. I think, I, I think LeBron's satisfied to the point where he already don't even give a fuck about that no more. He still got a couple more years to play, you know, another championship or two, you know what I'm saying? And then let the motherfucking, you know, the final debate begin about the shit. Or believe it or not, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be a debate for forever and a day. Do you know this? After LeBron, after Mike left from doing what he did to Utah, there has not been no discussion about nobody being nowhere close as good as Michael Jordan. Nobody. I mean, motherfuckers seen Kobe Bryant the clone, but didn't nobody give that, you know, the same type of credence as, dude, this young motherfucker right here might even be better than Jordan. And he got the numbers, the game, the longevity, the, you know, taking shitty teams, got them into the finals, and all dude right here is a bad motherfucker. You, no, nobody came close to that motherfucker that that high level of the building because Michael Jordan's at the top of the building. No doubt about it. Ain't nobody ever got a chance to get all the way to that floor. Not only get to that floor, but make themselves at home on that floor.
So, you know, the Michael Jordan, LeBron thing, man, you know, that shit kind of, that shit kind of, you know, more or less just media driven to me more than anything else. Motherfuckers with eyes, you know what I'm saying? At least in their 40s, they don't seem both of these cats in their prime, man. They they know what it is, man. They know who they riding with, you know. And however it can go, man, you can't never say that there's nobody better than those two that we've seen. You know, and then they got Kareem, man. And, and I, like I said, man, I still... You know, I'm torn about how I really feel about, you know, how Kareem get depicted in these type of conversations and shit, man. Because to me, it wasn't no doubt Kareem was the motherfucker, man, for so goddamn long. I'm talking about when the motherfucking NBA teams had the ugly-ass jerseys on. Kareem was killing them with the hook then, man. And growing up. There really wasn't no games, no access to games or nothing like that, man. So you had to listen to reports and, goddammit, you know, get the uh, Sports Illustrated. And, goddammit, you know, look at the pictures and shit of what, you know, just what was actually going on in the league. So you didn't have Sports Illustrated. And, you know, we was able to get Sports Illustrated and shit. My grandfather used to go down to the little uh, coffee house and shit out that they used to have for the VA veterans. And they used to always have, you know, all the little magazines and newspapers and uh, racetrack forms and, and uh, programs and all that old shit for all the vets. You know what I'm saying? So I grew up, you know what I'm saying, actually in Sports Illustrated, you know, tearing out little uh, pictures and shit of NBA teams and keeping them in the scrapbook. You know, I'm doing that, you know what I'm saying, in the late 70s. All the 80s, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? So I was I been, I was blessed to see how see this shit come in and really manifest, man. And I ain't gonna lie to you, man. It's hard to see how motherfuckers think that there's been a motherfucker better than Kareem. To me, it's just kind of hard to really see that, man. I mean, you, and and there's no motherfucker more of a winner than him. He's one on every level. Way, you know, if you look at his high school, college, and motherfucking uh, pro career, it ain't even close. Kareem, the coldest motherfucker to put his hands on the ball, man. It really ain't even close. So, I, I mean, all of that speaks for itself. And then they got the OG winning, man. When you, I don't give a fuck how you dictate, uh, dictate, you know, how many motherfuckers played in the league, how many teams was in the league, or whatever. When your team goes to 11 out of 12 championship fucking games, 11 out of 12, and one of the motherfuckers you coached and played in the game, in the series for the championship, not a game, the series you coaching and playing. Man, it's kind of hard to see how a motherfucker, you know, with, you know, could ever say that there's been a colder motherfucker to touch the ball than Bill Russell. It's hard to say that, man. I mean, if you really just being fair, just being fair. I mean, even if you didn't see what you seen, because a lot of motherfuckers didn't see what they seen. To say that, you know, what Russell did, but like this, if you disrespect Bill Russell, and what he did, you disrespecting the NBA history 
book and his and his records and his records for as a whole. So whenever you decide that you know the records mean something, and I don't think that's fair. It's a lot of shit that was going on in the NBA that wasn't even being recorded. So a lot of times we don't know how many shots Bill Russell and and, and uh, uh, Will Chamberlain and guys like that had because they weren't even keeping that that as a stat at the time. Stats and shit was so you know bland. I think the stats would they weren't even you know no more than maybe four four deep points, rebounds, and assists. You know, field goal percentage, free throw percentage. I think that's all the five that it was. You know, so for anybody to act like that time didn't matter or that time don't count, I think you're disrespecting the NBA, man. And I don't, and I, I pray that we don't do to the NBA what I think baseball don't did to its Hall of Fame and its records books. You know, is where, you know, baseball don't made it where. Their Hall of Fame and their record books is like, you know, a Bible in the church and it's too holy and we're not not accepting motherfuckers because they're maybe they transgressions or things that we might disagree with or things that we didn't know about or things that we didn't we don't want to consider. And that's why you don't have guys like Pete Rose, Barry Bonds and, you know, Schilling and I mean, not Schilling, but uh. Uh, 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 damn, what was what's Rogers' last name? Roger Clemens, you know some of those guys, man. That's why they not, you know, where they they supposed to be at, man. They supposed to be in the Hall of Fame. They supposed to be in the record books, you know. Any motherfucker to act like you know they wasn't cheering for those home runs. Any motherfucker to act like they wasn't goddamn glued to their TVs or ESPN when they was cutting in only at these guys' bats. Anybody that either didn't live through that time or lived through that time and, and acting like that wasn't the shit, you ain't keeping it motherfucking real. And if you if say know that that was the shit, which it was, why shouldn't they be in the fucking record books? And I pray that we the NBA don't do their records and they Hall of Fame like that. If a motherfucker good enough, man, and he proved his matter on the motherfucking court, man, let him in. Flat out, let him in. So... That was the first four. Then you got Magic at five. Uh, I believe they had... Uh, uh, who did they have at six? Damn, I'm not for sure who they had at six again, but I know they had Bird at seven. And then, then this was when the shit kind of got, you know, kind of strange to me, man. They had motherfucking uh, Tim Duncan at uh, eight. Uh, Kobe Bryant at nine and Shaq at ten, and I'm like, hold the fuck on, hold the fuck on. This love affair shit got to stop. This this love affair shit got to stop, man. And this is what, from ten all the way to seventy four. I'm looking at this shit like, man, this some trash, man. This some motherfucking trash, man. How how some of the man stop this shit? Let me tell you something, man. I seen Shaq destroy Tim Duncan and motherfucking goddammit David Robinson for a for all the way to David Robinson retire. And then they put Malik Seeley next to goddammit Tim Duncan because they didn't want Tim Duncan to take the bump, br- that motherfucking beating that Shaq was putting on the motherfuckers by himself. They moved in uh, Malik Rose, the boy from Drexel. They moved Malik Rose to play center and shit, you know what I'm saying? And Shaq destroyed him and Duncan again. 
Let me tell you something. Tim Duncan, no disrespect, man. He ran away from that Shaq matchup, especially when Shaq was in his prime. Man, Shaq, man, Duncan ran from that matchup, and the Spurs did everything they can to hit hide him from that matchup. So to say that Tim Duncan in any motherfucking K way was more dominant or better ball player than Shaq, I don't give a fuck if he got one more or two more motherfucking rings than Shaq. That's some bullshit. Ain't no motherfucking way anybody to watch what watch that period of time will even give Tim Duncan that that benefit of the doubt or that type of respect. Tim Duncan was not a better ball player than Shaq. Tim Duncan, you want to say Tim Duncan the best power forward or whatever of all time? Okay, we can debate about that or you can have that. Or who gives a fuck? When we talk about just best overall ball players, there's no fucking way that anybody can say that motherfucking Shaq wasn't a better ball player than Tim Duncan. There just ain't no way you can say it. You know what I'm saying? And then... To have Kobe in front of Shaq, come on, man. Come on, man. We're, you know, I, 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 Kobe was a bad motherfucker, man. Let's start there, man. Let's, let's give him his flowers and all that good shit now, man. Kobe was a bad motherfucker. Kobe really was. And the word that he, he put down in the leagues is legendary. All of that good shit. Kobe Bryant, at, at his peak, wasn't a better ball player than Shaq, man. Not even close, man. Every team Shaq played on was in the playoffs and got them making deep runs. That's before he even became a Laker. Shaq was putting in motherfucking, you got them at work and got them Orlando. That's why the Lakers wanted him. That's why the Lakers wanted him. Shaq got to the finals in Orlando. Shaq was destroying the league in Orlando. And then when he get to the Lakers, these motherfuckers had a three-peat. Who you think those MVPs went to in the finals? And look at the numbers. Anybody want to say, oh, they was tripping? Uh, Kobe should have got one of them. Show me which one he should have got. Compare his numbers to Shaq. You tell me which one of those motherfucking MVPs could have ever went to Kobe Bryant. Not a, not a one. Not a one. So come on with this Kobe Bryant shit, man. Come on with this shit, man. You know. And, and I think uh, Duncan had a better career than Kobe. So if I'm doing it, man, and I'm doing it all the way live and all the way fair, I'm, I, I'm not even fighting with Kobe Bryant being in the top 10, but Kobe Bryant got to be 10. He has to be number 10. There's no way that Kobe Bryant had a better motherfucking career than Tim Duncan and all the success and consistency that his teams had the whole time he was on the team. And there's nobody... At got to, to look at Shaq's whole career and say that Shaq was not a better, more dominant ball player in the league than Kobe Bryant. Never. 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 So that top 10, man, once I, like I said, I, I was all right with the first seven, man. But, man, when it got after that, man, and then the shit that really pissed me off a little bit more than, than usual, man, is this man, okay, I, I'm with Steph, man. I like Steph Curry, man. I like Steph Curry. Steph um, changed the game, man, you know, to a certain degree. And what he, Steph on actually did is he don't make motherfuckers buy into uh, three better, more than two. And he don't even, you got, got coaches believing that. NBA is always still going to be won by efficiency. 
the team that creates the easiest shots, the team that defends and makes sure that the other team can't make easy shots. That's the team that usually win, be it if they're making easy three-pointers or they're making easy points in the plane. long as you score at an efficient clip, that's the team that always win. That's why back in the days, the old school didn't need the three-pointer because it was still about being efficient, goddamn, and scoring. You know what I'm saying? Now you got these motherfucking teams, man, that are so fucking horrible nowadays because everything that they're trying to do is to keep up with Steph and the Warriors and these long-ass shots. And if you don't goddamn it got the weapons to goddamn it do that, for your coach to not come up with a better plan than just watching bad shooters take bad shots, that's kind of fucked up to me. I, I, I ain't buying no tickets to that. I ain't buying no tickets to that. But anyway, what my issue was, man, when I seen Steph on this motherfucking list higher than Isaiah Thomas, man, I think that's when my blood started boiling, man. That's when my blood started boiling a little bit, man. I mean, come the fuck on, man. Come on, man. We got to stop this shit, man. Steph a bad motherfucker and all that good shit, man. And Steph has been able to lead his team to some championships, man. Him and Clay and Draymond, they had a hell of a team. But And that hell of a team is better than any team that Allen Everson ever played on. Those Sixers teams that Al played on, you know, it was out of the bus, man. They, I mean, no no bullshit, man. It was out of the bus, man. I love Eric, uh, 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 Eric Snow, Big Percy Snow's uh, baby brother. You know, going to always have love for Eric Snow, Aaron McKee, Temple Boy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, watch, was watching Aaron McKee, goddamn paper, John Chaney. Love Aaron McKee, man. Love Aaron McKee. You know what I'm saying? Tyrone Hill, the boy played at Xavier. Boy, he was a bad motherfucker at Xavier, too. I'm telling you. Hey, man, they put that little bitty-ass school up in Cincinnati on the mat. Tyrone Hill. And Brian Grant, some of the shit that they was doing at the X, man. And, man, everybody knows that. If you listen to any of my podcasts, and I'm talking about college basketball, the real love, I mean, my team, my favorite team by far is the, is the Michigan team. But, man, anybody knows me, I've already said it many times. My first love was the Georgetown Hoyas, man, and the Ken Bay Matumbo, man. That was Allen Iverson's team that he led to the finals. That was Allen Iverson's team that he pretty much had majority of his time. They brought in Larry Hughes and a couple other motherfuckers maybe to try to help. They thought that Jamal Mashburn was going to help and all types of shit, man. But Al could never get the type of help, you know what I'm saying, a consistent uh, uh, shooter like Clay Thompson, you know what I'm saying, and defender, and a bulldog like Draymond Green. Forever, however you think about Draymond Green, Draymond Green, it was it was and is a warrior, especially you know what I'm saying during that championship run that they had, man. So there's no way that you know. I mean, comparing the teams, I think it's kind of hard, man, because Al didn't play on nothing, nothing close to this shit that uh, Golden State got going on right now, man. But if I'm looking at the players, Allen Iverson, Stephen Curry. It ain't no goddamn way I'm putting the goddamn step nowhere near Al, man. Nowhere near him, man. Nowhere near him. They got, I think they had Allen Iverson at 30, 38 or 36 or some shit like that. And they had Steph at 13. I'm like, man, hold on, man. We got to stop this shit. 
They had Allen, they had motherfucking Steph higher than uh, Isaiah Thomas, man. Come on with this bullshit, man. Anybody that watched Isaiah Thomas play through goddamn Indiana and through the motherfucking NBA, man, there's no motherfucking way in your goddamn righteous mind could say that Isaiah Thomas was not a better all-around ball player than Steph Curry, man. Fuck that. Fuck the fact that Steph shoot the shit out the ball. Because outside of shooting the shit out of the ball, you tell me where he did he, he comes close to Isaiah. You tell me where he comes close at, uh, 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 with Isaiah. Maybe, maybe they, they all, all three of the guys got dominant ball handling skills. So you can't, between Steph, Allen, and Isaiah, you, I mean, you can't really take what, neither one of them motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, as far as the ball handle. And then I'm, here go the killer part. I've seen motherfuckers colder than them handle the ball. Such as Kenny Anderson, Rod Strickland, and motherfuckers like that. I've seen some ball hole. I mean, God, Sam, God. I've seen some cold motherfucker Pearl, Pearl Washington. I've seen some cold motherfuckers handle the ball, man. So those ain't even the coldest motherfuckers that I've seen handle the ball, man. But I take away, take the shooting out of it, man, or give him all the shooting, just just rate it across the board, man. There's no way you could rate across the board. Goddamn Steph Curry being better than Allen Iverson or goddamn it, uh. Isaiah Thomas, man. I mean, your list, your list is flawed when you got shit on there like that, man. Your list flawed in a motherfucker. That's the shit you got on the list, man. And then, and then if you got James Harden on the list in any kind of way, you damn sure gotta have Carmelo on the list. I'm looking on this motherfucker when they wear mail at. What? Mail ain't on this motherfucker. Hold on, hold on. Bob McAdoo ain't on this motherfucker. They ain't got Bob McAdoo on this motherfucker. I, I don't even see Miss Richmond. I don't even see Tiny Archibald. Do you know Tiny Archibald led the league in scoring and assists in the same year? What 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 am I missing? Come on, man! If you literally, if you really grew up watching the NBA, watching these guys play, there's no motherfucking way you saying just because James Harden can goddamn it cry his way to the free throw line and is a dominant scorer, the motherfucker can score. Seen that any when he was at Arizona State, uh, fre uh, Pac-10 Freshman of the Year, I believe. I might be wrong, but like that, but I damn so believe he was Freshman of the Year. I mean, he came in uh, at Arizona State putting it all the way down. All the way down. And and, and the Pac-10 had some hell of a teams when uh when James was in the, uh out there. I don't think his Arizona State team really was that good. But he still was dominant. But that's pretty much the, that's pretty much everywhere he go. He able to get his, but he really ain't really able to goddamn dictate anything else. Well, then if, if we're letting him in, then why? where are some of these other guys that was just as cold, if not colder, at what he do, which is scoring? And some of those guys, man, I, I put Carmelo's rebounding numbers up. To, uh, his rebound numbers is better than Harden's. His team success. Until, until Carmelo got fucked up in that New York Knicks situation, man, Mel had always... Mel, Mel came into that situation with a better winning percentage against LeBron head to head at that time. Man, so come, man. 
when I seen the James Harden and, and, and all the, some of this other shit, I'm like, man, I wouldn't take, I would, man, James Harden couldn't be on the list ahead of Clay Thompson, and I didn't even see Clay Thompson's name on the list, man. I, man, like I said, man, I don't have the whole list in front of me right now. I'm just more or less venting off some of the shit that I seen, man. And I'm telling you, man, that list, that, that 74 list shit is trash, man. That's some trash, man. ESPN definitely need to goddamn redo that shit. Or we need an official NBA goddamn top 75, 74, whatever, man. Because that list ain't good enough, man. That list ain't good enough. That list ain't good enough for, I mean, man, for real, for real, man. I, I put John Havlicek, man, and what he was able to do with the motherfucking goddamn it, uh, Boston Celtics, man, and his consistency, man, even with him coming off the bench. I would have to put him higher on the list before James Harden, man. I mean, come on. I, man, I didn't even see Bob McAdoo on the list, man. And anybody, goddamn it, watch goddamn it, the league knew how cold McAdoo was. I didn't even see Bob McAdoo on the list, man. I was just like, man, where are we at with this shit, man? Where are we at with this shit, man? So, just to do a slight recap, man. Because, like I said, the name of this podcast is Am I Trip? So... Of course, man, some of my folks gonna ride with some of the shit that I'm saying. Some of my folks ain't gonna feel it. But it, true NBA fans, that's 40 and, and beyond, they have seen been able to see at least 40 years, I mean, uh, 30 to 40, in some guys' case, 50 years of NBA basketball, man. And I'm quite sure that they've seen. A lot of better guys that's not that didn't make this list that should be on this list, man. I'm just willing to say that. I'm just definitely willing to say that, man. And some of the accomplishments, things that uh, some of these guys were able to accomplish and not be able to make it on the list. I, I mean, I mean, I'm just looking at the list, man. The list to me just feels incomplete. Uh, I've already said my feelings about how I feel about the NBA. I love the NBA. I don't want nobody to think that I'm no low-key backdoor football fan or, you know, some baseball guy, some shit like that. That's not the case. There's no doubt. The NBA, my number one. Then football, then baseball. Ain't no doubt about what my order is on the sports packing, um, on the pecking order as far as my sports fandom. Ain't no really no, you know, mystery how I get down with this shit. But I will say this, man. What I see in today's game is frustrating. It's frustrating, man. It really is, man. It's so frustrating, man, that I see guys that I know, that even because even if they wasn't able to get past Michael Jordan, the way that they played on both sides of the court, the value of what they meant to their basketball team, the things that they were able to do, man, I just, to me, man, I just do not understand where we have let these guys in today's NBA off with not playing with pride. Now, you know, Steve, Stephen A, my guy, man, I don't always fuck with everything Steve say, man, 
And I really got issues with Steve on the Knicks, man. Sometimes he act like he with us. Sometimes he act like he not. I know we in the trash can, man, but you ain't supposed to change your motherfucking jersey, Steve. We still Knicks, man. Let Max check, take his jersey off if that's how he feel. But, man, real Knicks fans keep our jerseys on, man. And, you know, I don't always like what Steve be having to say about the Knicks, but, and you know, just to be fair to Steve, man, and Knicks don't, ain't look like sitting so goddamn long. You know, a lot of times, you know, him clowning the Knicks is, is fair even though I don't like it. But I will say this, man. I see Steven puts a lot of emphasis, a lot of times on what he don't see in guys, man. And he he he, he calls it a killer's mentality. I think that killer mentality, these young guys have, un, have misunderstood it. I believe that they believe the killer's mentality is only in scoring the basketball not in defending the basketball but if you if you look at michael jordan's true killer mentality it extended throughout the fullness of the game his defense was so consistent so on cue his pride level at taking his man or another man Sliding down to help out and getting strips and all that shit. The shit that dude was able to do on the defensive side of the ball, man, that I I don't believe enough people really understand that that was just as, as important to his game, if not more important a lot of times. Because, dude, when he was scoring like crazy, he wasn't winning. I'm old enough to remember he wasn't winning. He was, you know, NBA scoring leader and all that, but he wasn't winning shit. Wasn't winning shit. So I think that when he realized after the 90 season that not only do I have to, my defense is strong and everything, but I need to bulk up. I need to bulk up so I can goddamn be able to challenge, be more challenging to guys that might try to defend me harder, and then I can also defend them hard. So he bought his body up to the point where now he's so much bigger than Isaiah and Joe Dumars. Now he's so much bigger than Kevin Johnson, and way quicker and more stronger than Dan Marley, uh, 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 Gary Payton. And uh, some of the guys, just look at some of the teams that he had to go through. When he went through the Lakers, he was so much stronger, so much bigger and, and, and more agile than Barnes Scott. You know what I'm saying? And Barnes Scott didn't stand a chance uh, guarding Jordan in that series. Neither did Magic. You know? So uh, um, if as you look at the teams that he consistently started breaking down, man, there, there, there was no chance. I mean, there was no chance that Hornacek or John Stockton was going to be able to stop Michael Jordan. Offensively or defensively. He was so big and, you know, quick enough to, where they couldn't get past him and strong enough to strip these guys. He didn't do a lot of block shots. He didn't do what, like, Dwayne Wade did where Dwayne... Is one I think the the number one shooting guard of all time as far as in block shots. No, Mike did his thing. Well, I'm gonna stay in front of you, strip you before you get that ball above your waist, 
which all good defenders know is the key to goddamn playing quality defense. I'm going to strip you before you get the ball above your waist. Because once you get it to your chest and to your shoulders, you're pretty much in shooting motion. I had to play my defense from, uh, from waist down, not waist up. So guys understood that. They understood what positioning, getting into guys' legs, making guys fight off the screen, push to get off. All that shit was mandatory basketball. That's defense. That was pride. And I pray that before the, the NBA goes any farther, we figure out a way to bring back the pride of defense back to the NBA, man. Right now, man, we, we are never had. You're going to always have to keep on getting these super teams and all this old bullshit because it's hard to find a team that you're allowed to play defense, man. That Toronto team played hell of a defense, man, but I'm not for sure they get past Golden State if everybody healthy. They didn't play defense like that. What I mean, defense is that old-school Detroit Pistons team, man. That type of defense, that type of team defense, where everybody playing with extreme pride, everybody challenging shots, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing easy, but everything's still uh, uh, regarded as being clean, hard-nosed basketball. I want to see us get back to that. And it seems like these young guys nowadays are so resistant to that. Every time they get a head coach that's talking about we need to put more emphasis on the defense, you get to hearing rumbles and motherfuckers mad and talking shit that they coach, goddammit, you know, too old school. Or he, you know, got to get with the times and, and all that. Man, miss me with all that bullshit, man. If, if, if uh, you get a new coach... And the first thing on his motherfucking list is we got to become a better defensive team. If you want to be a better team, you should listen to that and take that as no. Because all you young motherfuckers can score. If we're looking at, you know, the scoring capability of today's ballplayers over yesterday's ballplayers, it ain't close. These younger motherfuckers nowadays, man, and that's a bitter pill for even me to swallow. These young motherfuckers is colder. These young motherfuckers nowadays is colder with the rock men that scoring the basketball. But a lot of times that's all they do. That's all they do. So now if they're not if they're not scoring, a lot of times they ain't even it's not even worth watching them play because now they just running back and forth, trying to get to a corner or get somewhere they can shoot. And if they don't shoot, they're not trying to get rebounds. Defensively, they ain't playing no defense. If they man get the ball, they go with a fake goddamn closeout at best. Man, I mean, once you don't seen real basketball and you lived in real tough basketball prideful eras that from such as the seventies, the eighties, and nineties, even the early two thousands. Uh, once you seen that pride, you know, being established on, on the on the defensive end, I would love to see that come back. And that's the one thing I'm, I, I'm a, you know, I, I fucks with LeBron. Here, you know, motherfuckers listen to the podcast, know that I fucks with LeBron. And that's the one thing I think that LeBron don't did better this year than anything else, man. The pride that he put back into his defense, man. Because for, for, for a second year, for about three, four years stretch, man, and I love LeBron, man. But for a three or four years stretch, man, his defense wasn't the same, man. You know, one of the things that I used to compare when, it, when motherfuckers was talking about, you know, LeBron 
and Michael Jordan. I used to be like, man, I'd never seen Michael Jordan run, hustle back, and, and pin motherfucking shots against the glass and get blocks and shit like that. Anybody that watched LeBron his first five, six years, that was a staple of his game. He was hustling down other teammates' mistakes and, and his mistakes with pins against the glass type shit. And so his pride was kicked in full gear at that time. And I was, I was glad to see that his pride had kicked back in and him and Anthony Davis made for a good, you know, defensive one-two punch, man. And I think that that was just as, a, as important to their success this year than anything else, man. The pride that they put back into their defense. Anybody else, you know, uh, listen to this pod also know that I think the second best player in the NBA by far is, is Kawhi Leonard. And I, I, there's no doubt in my mind, he's the second coldest motherfucker in the league. And when LeBron moves on, he going to be the coldest, you know, by far. I don't think it's going to be KD or anybody else. They, I don't see the pride in their game like I see the pride in dude's game. Dude's his pride and, uh, and his seriousness and and the fact that he's, he's efficient at his scoring. He's not just a one-trick pony, man. He's efficient with his scoring, man, and he plays prideful defense, man. I'm all in with Kawhi Leonard, man, as the second-best ball player, and I'm glad to see, you know, that those teams have been rewarded with good records, and hopefully that they can continue to do what they do, man. I don't know who's going to win. Ain't no guarantee that neither one of those teams going to match up or see each other in the finals or whatever. If they do, it'll be a great finals. I doubt it. You know, I still think uh, any one of those teams can be clipped, you know. Uh, so it's just going to be interesting to see, man. But uh, thank everybody for, you know, letting me get in your ear for a little bit doing this corona shit. You know, I appreciate you. God bless everybody and their family. And I uh, hope you get back with your boys soon, man, so you can tell me if I'm tripping or not, man. Thank you. God bless.